And welcome into this edition of Gator Bites on the 1010XL.com podcast network. Also being simulcast on the Florida Gator 1010XL Facebook page. Today's Gator podcast is brought to you by Southeast Orthopedic Specialist. They're Northeast Florida's leading orthopedic center, providing an unparalleled level of care across numerous locations in both Jacksonville and St. Augustine. That includes Riverside, Northside, the Southside, the Beaches, Fleming Island, and St. John's. He is Denny Thompson. I'm the hacker, Ryan Green. All righty then. A 40-17 to loss at Williams-Brice Stadium. Todd Grantham gone. John Hevesy gone. A freak injury to Anthony Richardson in a hotel room in Columbia, South Carolina. Denny, there's been a uh, fair amount that's transpired since the last time we did this podcast. Yeah, I... I been dreading doing this podcast. <laughs> Why? Well, nothing, en- nothing against you. I enjoy spending time with yeah, you as well. No, nothing against you. I, I, you're the bright spot in this whole thing. <laughs> like, I get to hang out with Hack. But ever since the second quarter of Saturday night, all I could think about was, dang, I got to do Gator Bites. And I got to talk about this crap. I don't even want to watch it. Like, not because I have to talk about it, I have to watch it. And, um, yeah, I got a I got a lot to say, but a lot of us better left unsaid, that type of thing. So yeah. Well let's dive let's, right in. Let's get this crap over with. All right. What happened? In your estimation, again, Denny You we, were you were right, by the way. I I thought I didn't well look, if I appreciate you saying that. I didn't think it was going to be 40 to 10 well, at one did. point. But I, I said last week, night game Columbia, their Super Bowl, Hornet's Nest, whatever you want to call it. Which it I was, wasn't even that. Like, it was half full. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I still think insane. the environment was all right. I just thought after that loss to Georgia, I didn't know where Florida was at mentally. I think that question was answered. All right, in your estimation, weekly reminder, Denny trains quarterbacks for a living. Denny has a personal relationship with Anthony Richardson. You've also worked with Emory Jones. You know a lot of people on the Gator coaching staff. So you talk to these guys. Um, you know these guys. You're around these guys. In your estimation, what do you think happened on Saturday? They suck. I mean, I think that's the bad part about this. Yeah. It's like that's the reality setting in. And if you guys have listened to us, you know that I've been completely in Dan Mullen's corner Ride or die with Dan Mullen, and I'm not there anymore uh, for a various reasons. Um, so South Carolina was the water over the dam? It, it, a little bit, because it, it did show me that it the only way that you out-scheme, out-coach, out-develop guys is if you want to out-scheme, out-coach, and out-develop guys. And right now it looks like Dan Mullen don't give a crap. And so why should I? Right? Like, it, you, you have to go one or two ways. You have to go – or I guess one of three ways. You have to take who who you feel fits your system and be such a good coach and such a good developer that you can win that way, which is what I thought Dan was. You have to go and get the best of the best of the best and have a coaching staff full of recruiters and don't worry about the development, just recruit the talent, or you have to do a combination of both. Most people lay on one of the first two, and then you've got the Georgias and Alabamas of the world, this third one. Right, that have figured out that whole thing, and that's a hard thing to do. Ohio State's the same way. Um, Dan Mullen's none of them right now. He's absolutely none of them. There, there's very limited talent there, which we all have known for a while. They're not being developed. The quarterback play, it, my personal opinion, um, two really talented guys that could play just about anywhere they want to play, 
that aren't playing well. Mm-hmm. You you tell me. Like you tell me what like why? Why is that? What why why is that? I mean, yeah, you lost one of the best quarterback developers in the game in Brian Johnson. Um, but Dan's responsible for the hire after that. Right? And it's the same plays every week. And if if they're struggling with them, then throw them out. Damn, it's not that hard. Right. It's it's the basics of, of football at any level. Is if you can't run the play, the play is no good. I mean, there's a lot swirling around the skater program. I'm going to bring this up because it was brought up in a couple of press conferences. So if it was brought up in the press conferences, I feel all right to bring it up here. There was a rumor, if you will, that after the Georgia game, Mullen – broke or did something with a podium in the team meeting room, uh, kind of got after it with his players, stormed out of the room. He denies that, but that was at least a question that was brought up because that rumor is out there. You take that story combined with what that performance looked like on Saturday against South Carolina, and I think it's more than fair to ask the question, has he lost the locker room? Yeah, I mean, I think that is a fair question. I don't know the answer to it. Um, I mean, I hope that's not true. I mean, that's 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 counterproductive because Dan Mullen's not that guy. Like, it's not. It's not. You don't just become that guy that all of a sudden is this intimidating force like Nick Saban or or, or you know guys like that. That's not who Dan Mullen is. Right. So, I mean, you, you got to be consistent with who you are and true to who you are. And if if he if he wants to do something like that, I think for it would almost be laughed at because it, it's like acting at that point. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's not who you are. It's not your personality. It's not in your nature. Right. All right. I mean, guys that act like that, act like that after wins. Guys that act like that, act like that in the second practice of the year. Like that. that's truly how they're – I'm like that. Right. I, I, I just – from a coaching perspective, that's the way I am. It's like I'm just like – I know what I want to see. If I don't see it, I lose my crap. And it's something that as I've gotten older, I've gotten better at. Right? But – you know, I work with guys who are the opposite of me, very calm, very collected, like that kind of, If they were to do that, everybody would just sit there and laugh at them. And I'm trying to rationalize what we saw on Saturday night against the South Carolina team that yeah. had under 100 yards of offense against Texas let, let me A&M. help you. There is no rationalization. Yeah. And that's the problem. That, as Gator fans right now, that's the problem, is you're in a situation with a coach who don't want to be there and nobody wants him there. So now – you don't like him, he don't like you. That type of situation right now. You're the second person I've heard say that. Matt Hayes said that as well. Uh, uh, kind of hinted to that as well. That's the worst possible scenario you can have as a fan base and as a program. Because usually it's the coach don't the, the, the fans don't want the coach, but the coach is working his butt off to stay there and to keep that job. I, the, it certainly looks like right now it's a mutual understanding. We don't like you, you don't like us. So what are we doing? Let me ask you this. You were on your own um, podcast, The Sports Den, earlier this week. Again, I bring up the personal relationship with Anthony Richardson. In Mullen's presser, he stated publicly that it was not a concussion issue Mm -hmm. for Anthony to miss the South Carolina game. He brought up the fact that Anthony got hurt while dancing in the team hotel Friday night in Columbia. Talking to you off air, watching your, your podcast of The Sports Den, I get the feeling, and I want to give you the floor here, that that, uh, that bothered you, that Mullen went public with that. Yeah, it bothered me. Bother bothers the tar out of me. And, I, and I'll stay consistent. I, I reacted the same way when Kirby Smart said something about Carson Beck, un- not even asked about it. Who you also trained. Right. Yeah, or Kirby, still trained. And, and this is relevant because I'm going to go back to like the media days. 
Kirby Smart was asked about Carson Beck. He talks about how what a great player and how he's had a great spring and yada, yada, yada. And then Unprovoked says he had some off-the-field issues last year and didn't put in context, right? And so when you hear that, you think, well, what's the guy doing? Is he hitting women? Like, what's he doing? Like, what is off-the-field issue? So a lot of times you can say something, and in my world, like, I look at it and like, oh, what's up his sleeve? Because these guys are calculated. They don't just blurt something out. So then Monday, whenever – it comes out in a press conference that after the press conference, by the way, like it was a, there's some people that say Mark Long asked the question. And then there's other people that say it was borderline unprovoked. He just says after the press conference, Oh yeah, Anthony, you know, injured himself reason in place because he injured himself dancing. And it's like, dude, he had a concussion. Nobody was wondering why he didn't play. Even if that's true, which, which it is, even if that's true, don't throw like you sit here and you preach time and time and time again. What happens in the locker room stays in the locker room. We're a family, yada yada yada. And the first chance you get to take the attention off of yourself and throw something silly on somebody else, you do it. Yeah, that's a good point. I hadn't thought of that. And it's like you had a chance right then and right there to deflect that. And you, it's something as simple as, yeah, you know, I've heard something about that too. Um, he's fine. You know, he had a concussion. He didn't practice last week. We just felt more comfortable with Emory due to all that. End of story. Yeah, don't throw the kid under the bus. End of story. You don't have to say, well, he didn't play because he got hurt doing the running man. Like, you just, it's it's just, it's a bad look. If Nick Saban does it, it's one thing because he's winning. If Kirby does it, to a certain extent, it's one thing. (laughs) But it's a bad look for a guy who can't win a game right now to start throwing his own players under the bus like that. Anthony handled it perfectly, by the way. Love the dancing tweet. Absolutely love it. Like, that's how you handle it. You make fun of yourself. You keep it moving. It's a sad day when the 19-year-old is more mature than the coach. Wow. Today's Gator Podcast is brought to you by Southeast Orthopedic Specialist. For the highest quality care, you can rely on Southeast Orthopedic Specialist for any orthopedic injury or concern. You can log on to their website by going to se-ortho.com, and you can listen for Southeast Orthopedic Specialist, the good Dr. Kevin Murphy, on Thursday mornings in the 7 o'clock hour with Jeff and Dan right here on 1010XL for his weekly analysis of injuries and in sports. You combine him mentioning the Anthony Richardson situation with the fact that he fires Todd Grantham and John Hevesy. My question to you is, I understand Grantham. Hevesy caught me a little bit off guard your reaction to both moves, and is this a band-aid on a broken leg at this point? I I mean, it's obvious he was, you know, it's not. I mean, I should say I'm assuming, based on the two people that he fired being relationship guys with him, that he was told he needed to fire somebody. So I'm not going to put that on Dan. But you you got to be careful. Like, I know it's satisfying as a fan base to see guys fired, but you got to be careful with firing these guys right now. Um it's the reason you see so many firings after the first signing day, mm-hmm. after early signing day. They've got 13 commits right now. I, I bet if you went and looked, over half of those are Hevesy and Grantham guys, relationship guys. Um, so what I said yesterday. We, we, had, we had people saying, well, they're not big-time recruiters. I disagree <laughs> with that. Yeah, no, that's that's silly. That's I mean, it, it's – listen – 
there's more to recruiting. Like I've seen everybody say, well, I can recruit. I can rec-. No, you can't. There's there's so many rules and regulations on what you can and can't do. And by the way, Dan Mullen can't do anything right now because of a show cause. That's another thing. Right. And that is for essentially getting caught cheating. And right. That's recruiting. right. He literally can't go to see any recruit right now. Like that's that's a little, little handcuffed. Havasi is a good friend of mine, so I'm, I'm going to avoid that one for a second because I, I cannot tell I mean, he is a very good friend of mine, and, and I'm always going to take up for him on this because I think he's an excellent coach, and he's going to get hired like that somewhere. And I thought the offensive line was all right. Yeah, when they got a chance to be, they were okay. Even the Grantham thing, it's instant gratification for fans. His contract was up. You could have let this play out. But I understand it, too. People want people want blood, and he needed to give blood. Like now, the thing is, who do you go get? And the bigger question, hack that may be worth asking after we see how Missouri and Florida State plays out. Who comes? Mm-hmm. Like, if I'm a coach, if if I'm a coach, because my assumption is he's going to try to go get somebody like Brent Key, you know, as an offensive line coach who's a hell of a recruiter, or. You know, T. Rob or somebody like that, like as a DC, somebody's a hell of a recruiter. That's my assumption. Those guys can get go anywhere they want to go. They're already making a ton of money. Why would I go somewhere with a coach that I'm not sure he wants to be there? Right. Like that. And people say, well, it's a it's a destination job. Yeah. Well, so is where they're at. Like you're not going pulling a kid up from the minor leagues. It's a, it's a little different deal. There's a lot of questions to be answered, and he don't have another loss in him, bro. I'm just telling you, like. Especially if it's FSU. He's not going to have the option, I don't think, if he loses another game. So that's kind of where I'm at. USC's already open. LSU's already open. They're going to be in play for the big-name guys. I get the feeling, Denny, at this point, there's a lot of Gator fans watching right now, the Gator Bites and listening on 1010XL.com, that would almost be disappointed if Dan Mullen was back in 2022. And I'm not one of those. I know right now it seems like it. Um, I'm not happy with him just um, because of the Anthony Richardson thing right now specifically. I don't, you know, just don't mess with my guys. Like, that's all I ask. But I'm not that. I want want Dan Mullen to be here long term. I want him to learn from this. I want him to go, you know what, this is where I want to be, and I need to go, Strickland, we need to go spend a crap ton of money and get the best of the best around me here. I want that to happen. But I just don't know if he wants to be there. And if you don't want to be there, well, I mean, why, why are we keeping him? Well, his thing, too, is I mean, what other options does he have? The NFL is not going to happen, uh, particularly this year, but the way the quarterbacks have struggled. I wouldn't be so sure about that. You think an NFL team is going to hire Dan Mullen? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. I mean, granted, they hired Cliff Kingsbury in Arizona, but that was a situation where they knew they had Kyler Murray coming in to run Kingsbury's system. It's worked out great, but that was a you know, rare instance. That's interesting to me, though, because what's the difference in Kingsbury and Mullen? Mullen's more successful at the college level. Both offensive minds. Both have, well, I mean, Mullen way more so than Kingsbury has developed quarterbacks. Way more so. Um, I, I, I mean, I think he's definitely going to get interviews if he wants them. I don't know what NFL jobs are going to come open. I, I don't know. But I think he would definitely get interviews for them. Well, so, I mean, here we are right now. Defensive coordinator gone. Offensive line coach gone. 
They're four and five. They need to win two of the last three to get to a bowl game. They're playing an absolute nonsense game on Saturday. I'm going to apologize to every Gator season ticket holder right now. It is ridiculous that this is on the home schedule. Thankfully, this is not going to be the case much longer because they're going to start playing some better non-conference opponents. What are you apologizing for? The the Samford Bulldogs in November. Dude, they're, they're going to get a win. Well, yes, that's true. That's true. If people bring up Georgia Southern, well, Georgia Southern was decent that year. Sanford's a below 500 one AA team. It is ridiculous they play a game like this. I, I don't disagree, but right now, thank God. Name another SEC team not named Vanderbilt that you would feel comfortable with right now. Dude, I'm telling you right now, Florida State? It, I think it, Florida has more talent than Florida State. Florida State hasn't uh, mailed it in. No, but no, my point, Florida State hasn't mailed it in I don't like know, it looks I like don't Florida did. I don't know if they do have did. more talent. I don't know if they do have more talent, man. Like, I mean, and I'm being dead serious about that. Florida State has a much better grasp on what they want to do running the ball, and they've got a couple of cats. Um, defensively, they're not half bad. They've got a couple playmakers that show up every week, not just when they want to. I I don't know. I don't uh, that game to me. There's a couple things going on. Hack one. How bad does he want his job? And two. Assuming Anthony Richardson's healthy, be it this week or next week, what you're essentially doing right now, if you're Dan Mullen, is you're picking who your quarterback is next year and who you're okay if they transfer. Yeah. That's what you're doing these last three games because in the bowl game. You're right. Both of those guys, Emory and Anthony, both will not be back. I, I I would be shocked. Yeah. I would be shocked. They may be back for spring, but I would be shocked if they're both back um, <laughs> next year. Today's Gator Podcast is brought to you by Southeast Orthopedic Specialist. They're Northeast Florida's leading orthopedic center providing an unparalleled level of care across numerous locations in both jacksonville and st augustine that includes riverside north side the south side the beaches fleming island and st john's all right before we get to this week's sec slate i don't even really care to break down the the sanford game again it's complete nonsense that this game is being played if they went out if they go to a bowl game and win the music city bowl or whatever is there anything to feel good about going into the offseason, or is this season a complete and total disaster at this point? It's a disaster. I mean, if had they beat South Carolina and won their last four in a bowl game, you you really could have put some Band-Aids on this because of the teams they lost to, right? Kentucky on the road, Alabama, you know, LSU's LSU and, and Georgia. Like, you could have at least said, okay – you know, we're more talented than these other teams and we beat them. We got a better coach. Other, but you can't. Shane Beamer whooped Dan Mullen. Yeah. And that's not a good look. And you're not going to be able to stomach that along with everything else, along with – and th- make no mistake about it, this is 15 months of frustration right now. And, and not not even on the field, but, you know, some off-the-field comments and, and you know, after Texas A&M and then – after the Oklahoma game last year, even the guy who supports Dan Mullen more than just about anybody and myself is even now looking at this going, this dude's lost his mind. Like I, and, and, and I know Dan. I, I just – I don't understand what's going on. Mm-hmm. This isn't the guy that I've seen his whole career. This isn't him. 
And so I, I, the only thing that I can go to is that he he doesn't want to be there. And so I, that's why this year is a disaster at this point. By the way, here's the other thing. Kentucky, had you just kept it at that loss, Kentucky's lost enough that you could have overcome that. Right. Like, that's the thing. I was looking at that the other day. I'm like, because I started to think, okay, let me give them the benefit of the doubt. They lost to Kentucky. They lost to Alabama. There's two early losses. What are they? No. If that would have been it. They'd be playing in Atlanta right now. And the problem Florida has now is you'll get Tennessee. Yeah. That's one of their victories. D- if Tennessee played Florida tomorrow, beat them. Tennessee would win that game by 20. That is a huge issue because you've let Tennessee catch you now. Yeah. Like that is a now you could argue Florida's fifth in the East right now. Kentucky's caught you. Tennessee's caught you. Georgia's way ahead of you right South now. South Carolina's beat the brakes off of you. They still haven't caught you, but they beat you. Yes, like I think if they played that game ten times, Florida would win seven of them. Yeah, like, I really believe that. But and by the way, how many Gator players are going to be fired up going to forty-five degree Columbia, Missouri next Saturday for a four o'clock kick on the SEC Network? where it's going to be probably wet and cold and nasty. And I just – I got a bad feeling about that one already. Yeah, the thing about the players, man, at this point, you got to you, you gotta play – and nobody wants to hear this. Everybody wants to hear you play for the Gator on the helmet. The Gator standard. Right. No, you got to play for you. Yeah. you. You really do. I don't care who you are right now. Um, this is money, meaning either you're going to be on the field next year or you're not, or you're going to be playing in the pros, you're putting on film – you got to play for you, and if you get you know eleven guys playing complimentary football, because when I say for you, it means within what you do, right? Like if you run zone, then run zone. Be in your zone. Be as like then you win football games with talent. That, that's just where they're at right now. It's a pretty good weekend of football, despite Florida's game against Sanford, which is a complete joke. Does Tennessee keep it close with Georgia? Yes, yes, Tennessee. Um, their short passing game right now. Is pretty good. If George now, if Georgia, I'm interested to see how Georgia plays this game defensively. I'm really, I can't wait. I'm not going to watch the game. I'll watch the film. I, I'm looking forward to seeing because this is a precursor to what Oklahoma would do or what Ohio State would do, something like that, right? I want to see how Georgia. They're going to outman them. They're going to be better. Um, but Tennessee has some playmakers, and I just want to see schematically what Georgia does defensively. And if they do what they did against Florida and they're able to do that, nobody's beating Georgia. It, 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 write it down. Other SEC games, Mississippi State and Auburn, South Carolina, Missouri, A&M Ole Miss. That's a good one. You also have Vanderbilt, Kentucky, and Arkansas, LSU. That one. Ar- that, that one, that last one you said, is so big for Arkansas. Yeah. So big for Arkansas. If Arkansas wins that game, I'm from that region. Watch out. Arkansas is getting ready to go on a on a couple year run here, and they are bowl eligible already with Sam Pittman. Let's leave with this: uh, the two other teams in the state play this week, going in uh, opposite directions. Miami, give Manny Diaz credit; yep. he's won three in a row to save his job. Florida State has to win out to go to a bowl game. Pretty crazy to say that and to hear yourself say it. What do you think between Miami and Florida State? It's always, I mean, with the exception of you know one or two years, it's always a really good game. Um, it's always fun to watch. There's still a ton of speed that's going to be on the field. Still a ton of what time is that game? What time is three thirty? It's yeah. opposite Georgia, Tennessee. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm interested to watch it. Um, I think Miami wins, but I, I think Florida State has shown that if he can hold this recruiting class, get a little more help in the portal, um, helps close. Like relief is close. They're 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 a year or two away from being competing in a bad ACC. What an amazing last seven days it's been. Who knows? 
Well, we'll be talking about seven days from now. No, could really. Be, could, right. I'm not kidding. Could be fascinating. Yep. As uh, we'll review the, the Samford game, I guess. Look ahead to Missouri. By the way, Gator Hoops started last night. I know you're a big Gator Hoops guy, particularly in the month of November. The one thing I will say about Gator Hoops, they got some guys that looked the part this year. They got some guys that have transferred in that you could tell have hit the gym hard in their career. In the last Mark. few years, Florida hasn't been the biggest physical team. They got some muscle this year. It was impressive last night. It's smart, man. If you can't develop them yourself, then go get people who have already developed them and transfer them in. Like That's it's a smart move. It's a fair point. Colin Castleton was a beast last night. We'll do more Gator Hoops as we come up in the coming weeks. That is Denny Thompson. I'm the hacker Ryan Green. Thank you for watching and listening to Gator Bites on 1010XL.com and on the Florida Gator 1010XL Facebook page.